Welcome everybody to Compliance Hero. This is a podcast for compliance professionals in the financial services industry. You can subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast Store, the Google Play Store, or at Treliant.com. That's T-R-E-L-I-A-N-T.com. This is Lynn Farrell. I'm a senior advisor at Treliant. And today we're going to be talking about redlining. My guest is Anyarag Arwal with Assurity Technologies. He is the president of the Risk Exec product line of Assurity. Assurity is a reg tech company that offers several products to help financial institutions stay in compliance with various laws and regulations. So welcome Anyarag. Thank you, Lynn. Appreciate the opportunity to um, give our uh, thoughts on redlining, which is a hot topic uh, in enforcement and in uh, regulatory supervision these days. It is, and thank you for being here. Would you like to give our listeners a little bit of a background on yourself? Sure. Originally, I I, uh, was born in India. I had my early education at the Indian Institute of Technology in Kanpur and had an opportunity to come here for graduate school. Um, Then did a stint at Oak Ridge National Lab where I was involved in the planning for Desert Storm, Desert Shield. Then decided for some reason that was no fun. What looked like more fun was financial compliance. Wow. As you know, Lynn, it is very interesting to be in in compliance and in finance. I'm not sure it's more interesting than being at Oak Ridge where they do super secret government things though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we will do super secret government things in, in compliance and um, got involved in building some of the initial fair lending software and learned a lot of lessons from that and came out then in 2006 with a platform that is completely web-based software as a service. Um, About two years ago had the opportunity to uh, meet Andy Sandler uh, from Buckley Sandler and Triliant Risk Advisors. and decided it was uh, a opportunity for us to grow and with uh, Andy's help we've managed to really expand the software the company and now uh, we are a vertical under Assurity Technologies and hope to um, help uh, in uh, compliance. Well great I really appreciate that and you know redlining is something that has made a resurgence in the past few years it seemed to be kind of stuck in the 60s and 70s there for a while, but I know a lot of financial institutions are worried about how their data might look in the redlining space. So why don't you tell us the first thing that compliance professionals need to know? I think one of the first things to think about here is traditionally, you know, redlining, as we all know, came, originated with the true redlining, where somebody took a red pen and drew a line around minority census tracts and and saw that there was low penetration in there. Recently, the focus from the Bureau and all the other agencies, regulators, has been that this is expanding in scope. So not to make light of it, but this is not your grandfather's redlining. This is the new form of redlining where it not only applies just to banks, but to any financial institution that offers any kind of lending product. What that does is, whereas banks have been used to looking at things in their assessment areas as part of their CRA initiative, 
now we have all these other institutions that may not have thought about their footprint or their assessment area. So with, with that came the introduction of this notion of REMA, which has been proposed by the agencies in the last couple of months. And essentially, as we know, REMA stands for Reasonably Expected Market Area. So the focus- Can I ask you something? Is yes. that a legal term or is that just a made up term? I believe it's just a made up term. There is no such um, reg that defines REMA. So the problem in our minds that that creates for, for financial institutions is well, what is a REMA? What is a reasonably expected right. area? And as we have heard um, at the ABA, the regulators say that's whatever the institution defines it to be or whatever your examiner wants it to be. So our first point to think about is how does an institution define its REMA? And our, our gut reaction there is because it is expanding beyond lending, beyond mortgage lending, so it could apply to any kind of consumer loan, any kind of uh, small business loan, any kind of real estate transaction, what the institutions need to do is start looking at way beyond their footprint. So they should also consider where is it that they're marketing, where is it that their branch locations are. Um, we heard some discussion about how will this play in an M&A situation. If you have bank A that has an assessment area and a bank B with an assessment area, they combine it together. Now you have a REMA, but the REMA has a hole in the middle because the two assessment areas are not contiguous. That causes a problem. So our advice is, you know, get on this early. Start looking at your footprint, start understanding all these parameters, and look at all kinds of lending that you do, not just mortgage. Okay, so let me sum up what you just said, if I may, and you can correct me here on your rock. But the first thing a compliance officer needs to know about redlining is that it's not the old kind of redlining. Yes, they need to look at the REMAs, which is really a regulator formulated term. They need to go beyond mortgage and even institutions that aren't banks are required to do this. That's correct. That is the indication from the regulators that everybody who's involved in any kind of lending transaction should be looking at redlining. Okay, great. What's number two? So the number two is traditional redlining or even recent redlining has always focused on two big measures, LMI, which is low to moderate income, or MMCT, which is majority minority census tracts. So those tracts where according to the census file, 50% uh, or greater of the population is minority. In, in recent actions, we have seen that those measures are being expanded. And so we believe at this point, there are five measures that are being looked at. The traditional LMI and MMCT, but in addition to that, just plain majority black census tract, majority Hispanic census tract, and majority black and Hispanic census tract. So in some ways, the focus of redlining in some ways is bigger, but in these measures, it's actually more focused. And as we know with the changing demographics of the nation, 
the minority Hispanic census tract are becoming more and more important. So uh, one of the things that institutions need to do is expand their analysis of their data beyond LMI and MMCT into these three new measures, MBCT, MHCT, and MBHCT. And do they need to do all of these individually, an analysis individually? That is correct. So you would essentially be running five different analyses, one for each of these measures. And if your risk in e any of those measures is high, then you need to evaluate your programs to see why you are deficient in that. And can I ask you why Asians aren't considered a minority here? So um, I asked myself that question having an Asian background. And what I was told by a regulator is, by definition, protected class means that you should have some kind of financial disadvantage. And um, with some amount of pride, I can say that the Asian community in the United States is really not financially disadvantaged. By and large, the Asian community has done well. That does not mean that in the future the focus of the regulators couldn't shift, especially because in the West Coast there are many banking institutions that are very focused on, for example, the Korean community or the Chinese community. And we have learned many times in our work that that can cause problems. Um, and so at this point in time, there is no indication to us that the regulators are focusing on that. Um, but who knows what lies ahead. Okay. Well, so to recap there, it, one thing you need to know about redlining is that it's not just about low to moderate income. It's not just about majority minority census tract. It has to be expanded into three other levels of analyses, majority black, majority Hispanic, and majority black and Hispanic census tracts. That's very interesting. Thank you for that. Yes. What's number three? Number three is something that is difficult to measure. As I mentioned earlier, one of the things that has been brought up repeatedly is it's not just about who you lend to, but REMA is reasonably expected market area. So that brings into, into scope your marketing campaigns. So some examples, for example, have been thrown out. Um, your billboards, uh, banks, mortgage institutions have billboards, advertising. Well, if you have only English billboards in a predominantly Hispanic census tract, are you really servicing the community? Another thing that has been thrown out, um, many institutions that service the Hispanic community have started maybe advertising or having their loan offices of the Hispanic community. But when that person is coming to the branch to maybe fill out a loan application, that loan application is in English. All the disclosures and documents are in English. So ESL, English as a second language, is becoming an issue. So what the institutions are having to deal with is traditionally they've had maybe tools to analyze their lending data, their Humda data or their CRA data or lending. Now we are asking them to also look at marketing campaigns, um, you know, outreach programs, community programs. And then the last, maybe not the last, but the big domino there that has fallen now is digital marketing. So if you are doing digital marketing, you have all these web campaigns, how do you really analyze 
who is getting touched by that web campaign you know are the hispanic community really going on your websites can you measure that those are the new concepts as part of this rema analysis that are being thrown out and i know the institutions are struggling to quantify this as to how to understand this concept well that is a good point too and one of the issues with limited english proficiency is that there's a udap risk absolutely if you um, give people even applications in a foreign language but disclosures and the documents are not in that language and in most well as far as i know in every single jurisdiction in the united states you're not going to be able to file a mortgage in chinese or in in spanish so it's going to be hard to walk the line between giving them documents or marketing in one language and following that language all the way at the end of the transaction. I agree Lynn, but the question you know we we all struggle with is what is the solution? I mean it's going to be very difficult to produce all the disclosures and loan docs in every language. So I think what I heard is a lot of people are relying on interpreters at closing or at disclosure time to where the disclosures being in English then somebody is actually helping the hispanic or and i don't mean to to harp on the hispanic community but any other language to be able to properly understand the disclosures as to what they're signing well the bureau has made several indications that they might come out with a guidance on limited english proficiency It'd be great if they did my understanding is that is their most requested from financial institutions they issue a guidance on that particular issue and they haven't yet but that is a great point which is i believe that marketing campaigns are key to redlining absolutely okay what's number 4 i think number 4 to think about is timeliness um in our space as you know lin traditionally most analytics are run at the end of the year and you collect a year's data and then you analyze that data and see what risk you have what we are trying to do especially as our initiative at assurity technologies is tell everybody be proactive in your programs especially in redlining so for example if you have a marketing campaign that's run in the first quarter you know understand its impact from what you're getting in return from that marketing campaign whenever you get your results or whenever you see your you know how many people acknowledge the flyer however you're doing it but then analyze yourself for redlining risk at the end of that quarter or maybe at the end of half year that gives you some time frame to maybe redo another campaign or change your strategy midstream or do something proactively what you cannot have happen is you wait for the whole year to do something and then find out at the end of the year that that whole year you've been exposed yourself exposing yourself to risk so our big push is with the technology and the tools that are available and that we can offer be more proactive run analyses on a month's data on a quarter's data even though we all know sometimes statistically that may not be enough data to get a result but start looking at evolving patterns and do something proactively with that before it's too late that's a great point and that point is really be proactive in your analysis 
so that you don't wait until you've got a problem to try to fix it. You, you do analyses quarterly, semi-annually, so that you can in fact run a new marketing campaign to sort of fill in the gaps where you find them. Absolutely, and and it's very important. Even if even apart from redlining, even from a Hamda CRA fair lending, we've seen as you've heard recently all the enforcement action and just Hamda data. But if you wait till January to meet that March one deadline, chances are you're going to have deficiencies in your data. Right. So be more proactive. Well, being proactive is always a good thing. So I I completely agree with that. Okay, number five. I think the last point that we want to stress here is in the good old days, people tended to have a equivalent of a don't ask, don't tell policy, which is if I don't know my risk, then how can you find me if I have violations when I didn't know what my risk was? Those days are long gone. With the coming of the Bureau, that's no longer a valid argument. So. What we're trying to get at there is if you run some of these analysis and you find something, then do something about it. Don't just try to say, look, it was a very small problem and really it wasn't. No, even if you find one violation, even if you find that your marketing campaign fell short, do something about it because the Bureau takes kindly even if you are deficient in your program, but you have taken steps to remediate what you did find, even if you didn't get to your goal, but you show progress, there is consideration for that in your exam. So we don't want our, our clients to go into an exam saying, look, we ran our analysis and we found some red flags, but you know, things got in the way, we really didn't have time to do anything about it. That will not be looked at kindly. And in fact, I believe, and Lynn, you know more about this, I believe that would probably be some violation of a reg where you knew your risk and chose deliberately not to do anything about it. So the key takeaway there is, if you find something, you know, consult with your counsel, consult with external counsel, consult with advisors um, and come up with a plan to remediate and have that ready for your exam. That's a good one too. And uh, so if I could summarize the fifth topic, it's that ignorance of your risk is not going to be a valid excuse when, you're, when you get an exam for redlining. So you're going to need to keep up with what your risk is. And, and I can say that that particular principle, while not technically illegal, I think that it does really um, show that your compliance program is deficient, Correct. which you're going to get dinged for that on regulatory examinations. And we certainly have seen some consent orders where the agency talks about the fact that the, the institution knew something was wrong, did nothing about it for a couple of years. I mean, that never looks good in an exam. Yeah, I mean, you know, even from a public profile or risk point of view, uh, we've tried to educate um, our, you know, would you rather become the poster child and have a fine impose or would you rather show progress in your CMS? And that's a key that has been discussed very heavily. Your CMS, your compliance management system must be up to date. Uh, when the examiner comes, if they find you deficient in your CMS, you're almost certain to have some kind of problem. I, I couldn't agree with you more. 
So let me see if I can summarize this for our listeners. The five things you need to know about redlining, but we're afraid to ask. The first one is, is that redlining has really morphed into a different type of process than the past in the REMA, the reasonably expected marketing area is key. Number two is that there is an expanded focus in redlining, not only LMI and majority minority census tracts, but also majority black, majority Hispanic, and majority black and Hispanic census tracts are important. Number three is that marketing campaigns count now and that everyone needs to um, make sure that they know what's going on in their marketing campaigns while it's going on and, and quickly analyze them afterwards, which really leads into the fourth point, which is be proactive. Don't wait till the end of the year to do analysis because then it's too late to correct anything for that particular calendar year. And number five, remaining ignorance of your risk will not help you. You've got to identify your risk and do something about it because it's not going to be an excuse. And you've got to try to make sure your CMS program stays robust along the way. I think, I think that is absolutely right. And I would highly recommend that there are lots of good solutions. Uh, technology is an enabler these days. There's lots of good technology. Um, we at Surety Technologies have a platform that we think can help. Um, but I would highly encourage everybody to use the technology that's available to, to improve um, your programs and reduce your risk. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast today, Anurag. We really do appreciate it. And once again, for our listeners, you can subscribe to our podcast on the Apple Podcast Store, Google Play, or at treeliant.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.